0: just It's like I take the grenade and I stuff it down my pants and I just blow my pecker off. Every freaking week.
1: Joel Edgerton's outside my house with a bottle of whiskey and
0: he's gonna shoot me. And it might not be too bad. Ugh. The Wing Commander, here we go again. You paid 20 bucks for this bitch. You watched this whole thing all the way through. Move eh, Game over, no fun. And lots of really, really short shorts on guys and long tube socks. Move
1: ah. the fruits. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that knows how to be respectful before the big show. We always stand with hand over heart for trailers of coming
0: attractions. Uh, <laughs> yep. I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. And how are we doing tonight, sir? Ah, oh, good. Very good. All right. Uh, yep. i uh, got a full week in front of me, though, with work coming up, but uh, tonight it's all about the podcast. Yep. Me too. I've already been, yeah, I'm always bitching about being busy at work,
1: but, uh, yep, another week, running kids and being busy, work, 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 work,
0: like, yeah,
1: very, very ready for watching some more movies, as I, I haven't watched very many since our last uh show, our last show we recorded on a Thursday, and now we're recording on the next Tuesday, so I haven't got a lot watched, been too busy. Yeah.
0: But, dear listener, you're still going to enjoy this episode, hmm. right? Yes. Probably, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, well, let's get let's we officially have to get our our new our new deal out of the way here. What oh. are you drinking tonight?
1: I I went back to McNaughton and uh uh for this round and you know kind of missing the Canadian Hunter. Ooh. Think I think I'll be going back to No, wait, actually my next one will be something might be something different because I mowed the neighbor's lawn and uh I, we, we were joking around with our neighbor who's uh kind of a single mom, got a couple kids and a condo situation and the condo next to her her landlord asked if she could mow it and it was like what? She and they were like, "We'll take some off your rent." Oh. me and my buddy other neighbor were like, "Hey, uh we'll we'll do it for half that and then you still get some off your rent and we can get
0: booze." Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny
1: because <laughs> My buddy's uh, girlfriend was like, Wow, you could get a bottle of booze with that money. And we looked at each other and was like, We could get four with that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we both trucked over there and it's such a small amount of grass to mow. It, yeah. It's probably not even as much as your yard.
0: Oh, really? We're,
1: you know what I mean? Like, it, I said, let's both hustle over there with our push mowers and knock it out. I think it took us 10 minutes, maybe.
0: Oh, and nice. Like, oh,
1: cash in my pocket. Yeah. Right in, let's head to the liquor store. But anyway, whatever I bottom shelf crap I end up with uh, this week, it'll probably be back to the good old Canadian hunter yep. a week so, after that.
0: So so it's officially known as uh, mowing booze money, pretty much, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, when I was a little kid, I would have to mow people's yards so that I could have pocket money. And now that I'm a full-blown adult, it's booze- I have to mow... Yes. Yards so that I can have pocket money.
0: But yeah. Okay. I can just see you push mowing and somehow a video camera focuses on your face and it's just, it stinks. <laughs> just Actually, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> if it had been a
1: big yard or something, it would have sucked. But yeah. as small as it was, we were like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, we'll take care of that. You just yeah. slide us that 20 bucks. And we'll, we'll be good to go.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm happy to announce I'm drinking uh, hardwood Canadian, is what Finally. it's Finally, yes, hardwood you know, Canadian with well, there's a goose on there, so there, that's something. And a maple leaf.
1: You're talking to me like I haven't been trying to get you to buy this oh, hardwood whoa. Canadian forever. No, oh. I don't remember. No,
0: no, I no, I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Such a bastard. Yeah, I kept tastes... telling
0: you go up to the Acme above you there. Oh, that's the, okay. That's this brand. Okay.
1: Yes, yes, I I was like. Because it's bottom shelf, but it tastes like it has a good f- caramel flavor in there. Yeah. Like that's a, a decent whiskey.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm in, I'm thoroughly really enjoying this uh, hardwood Canadian maple leaf goodness. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. A mm. Yeah. straight <laughs>
1: straight from the fatherland.
0: <laughs> ah. Okay. All right. That's that's kind of our our new thing, listeners. Listeners, you have to find out like what uh, what tasty beverages we're consuming. Yeah. Who knows? Next week it could be uh, Coca Cola, Canadian Ltd. Yeah, find out. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, contact info. Let's get that out of the way. MovieFreaksPod at Yahoo dot com is our email. Facebook dot com MovieFreaksPod. That's where most of our uh, Action is happening on the web. We're posting written reviews and all that jazz. And at Movie Freaks Pod on the Twitter. And I'm at least update with the um, <clears throat> uh, episode title cards, my little fun stick figures. If you're running into stick figures and movie freaks, you've come to the right place. Because that's kind of my thing. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to the roulette where we dig through the rough to try and find those gems so that I want to, I, I want to I, I stop calling them crap and garbage and grenades. Cause we actually want to watch these movies. We yeah. want them to be good. Um, but you know, finding those gems in all of that, uh, ocean of, uh, oh, filth, it's, it's yeah. filth. I'm not gonna lie. It's terrible. That is a good point.
0: There's a <laughs> lot of these movies that there, there are occasions I think where it's like, uh, oh, what do I pick? I said, okay, I'll just pick this. But we do generally want to watch these movies, or we're intrigued enough to, like, okay, maybe this. Yeah.
1: They're in our queue for a reason.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: And last episode, it was Jane Got a Gun up against Necrophobia 3D, and you have the pole position this evening, sir, so please tell us about Necrophobia.
0: Okay, Daniel De La Vega uh, is the director, if, for those of you who are interested, And, um, hour and 15 minutes long, I'm going to read the synopsis on IMDb and then give my, uh, review. Dante is a tailor who, after losing his twin brother to death, became phobic, which prevents him from being in contact with death. Whenever he is in front of a dead body, he experiences a creepy feeling that makes him lose his mind. Um, I might end up, I'm gonna spoil this movie because I don't care. Okay. Uh, it's... Awful, it was awful, um, and it didn't. It didn't have to be awful. It really didn't, but it, it was. You know, back in the day, it, I'm, I haven't watched PBS in God knows how. Is, is PBS still a thing? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Big, big well, back in the day, when you were, you would tr- whenever you whenever you turn on PBS, it had this certain style of filming to where it's like very video, very very video ish, and and it just that's uh, the PBS channel. That's immediately what – as soon as the movie started, I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, everything's in focus. Every, like, everything is in focus. It's not very filmic. It's more of a video. We're watching yeah, video. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And some of that might come from the fact that this – I guess this was shot in 3D, I guess, or converted to 3D, whatever. Uh, I didn't watch it in 3D, thank God. Um, <laughs> but – oh, my lord. I I – I'm not going to give it a zero. So... (laughs) I don't feel
1: bad for you. I gave Um, you other options. You're uh, diving on this crap.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, and I would have eventually watched it. Hour and 15 minutes, Necrophobia. Yeah, I'll watch this. But it almost, it wants to sort of kind of be a Jallo, an Italian Jallo, but it's not. It kind of sort of wants to be a creepy ghost story, but it's not. It's, honestly, it's a short film, a not very good short film stretched to an overlong hour and 15 minutes of, this dude that is, uh, someone's killing, like, well, yeah, his wife gets murdered and her maybe possible lover and a priest and blah, blah, blah. And it's like he's going crazy because it's not him, but actually it's his alter ego. You see, <laughs> yeah. and, um, things I've never happen. Seen that in a
1: movie before, yeah. Huh?
0: There's a, a there, there's an admittedly good, hand sawing off scene towards the end that I'm that, like ah it's kind of gross and kind of cool but that, that yeah.
1: was in the trailer.
0: No, there that's you go. That's why I was
1: like hey at least there's going to be gore.
0: Yeah. So it gets a half a star for that hand slicing scene. Um but I hated the like the filming style. It like come on man like dude make things out of focus a little bit so that it looks at least a little bit like it's a movie instead of watching someone's home video camera that is supposed to be a feature length movie it and does it's not working not working um it didn't make sense you can they were over complicating the plot and, and so that's uh that's two in a row duds for me so I might be playing it safe with your with your roulettes this week. We shall see. Uh, I'm once again this week. I, I
1: am doing the same thing that I do when I prepare oh, a roulette I know, I for, for <laughs> Eugene. It's here's a couple of probably pretty safe picks, and then this piece of shit probably. Yeah. And you just keep on going back yeah. to that well. But oh, I don't yeah.
0: want to disappoint you. Oh, I know. It's just it's like I take the grenade and I stuff it down my pants and I just blow my pecker off <laughs> every freaking week. <laughs> Oh, as as soon as the movie started, I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to watch this. And then an hour and 15 minutes later, I'm like, well, all right, there it was. Shit. I suffered that for you. Yep. I "Ah." Uh, I actually, I, I actually, the last 15 minutes of the movie, I fast forwarded, like, like quickly fast forwarded. And then I went and watched it, like, later. I'm like, damn it, I, I gotta finish it just so I can have an opinion on it, because I, like, I I, fast-forwarded it so fast I couldn't quite get the ending. I'm like, I don't quite know, but, so that doesn't count, so now I gotta watch it, and, yeah, you <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> <sighs> oh,
1: I, I, don't, I don't, don't feel bad. Okay. <laughs> are you done with the... Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's buckle in for Jane Got a Gun, mm. and, uh, Guess what? I'm gonna spoil this one if it can be spoiled. Uh, you've been warned, no uh, no <laughs> listeners. You've been warned. I, I'm going to tell you this pretty much entire movie.
0: Good. Uh, Please.
1: Because I, I didn't hate it. I, I would give this movie a pass. I, I might even watch it again one day. But the way that they edited the story together, it was uh, frustrating to the point of confusion. And I need to be careful how I say that though, because it was not, the movie was not overall confusing. It just, half this movie is flashbacks. They did that on purpose, uh, to take, have the viewer go along on the emotional journey with the characters. Getting ahead of myself. Um, Natalie Portman and Joel Edgerton and Ian McGregor star in this Western where oh, man, I've been thinking about this for, like, days. How am I going to explain this frickin' movie? I'll present it a little bit the way that the movie itself did, okay? Mm -hmm. Natalie Portman, it's a Western. Natalie Portman's at home on the farm, whatever, and her husband comes riding up and then falls off his horse because he's been shot. So she goes to the uh, neighbor, which would be Joel Edgerton, Mm -hmm. I guess, and as soon as he sees it's her, puts a rifle on her, and says, you're not welcome here, and go away. And she goes into his house, and it's like a hovel. So clearly they have some sort of past. And then she goes, and uh, uh, the husband's last words are not last words. Damn it, see this uh," Her husband said, oh, the so-and-so gang is coming for us. So we got to prepare. Okay. So she goes to Joel Edgerton for help. He says, you're not welcome here. They have some history, you guess. She goes to town, buys a bunch of guns and crap. Uh Joel Edgerton changes his mind, decides to help, and they go back to the ranch where the husband is hurt. And there the movie sits for the first two-thirds of the movie, where they do flashbacks about their history. And it, it was kind of acceptable because I see what they were going for, but it was also frustrating because they didn't give you everything until the end of the movie. Okay. So, for example, flashback number one is uh it says seven years earlier and you have Natalie Portman and her daughter that looks like she's three or four Okay. and th- they go to this gang and say, Can you give us safe passage across to out west? And they say yes. Okay. That's the end of that flashback. Next flashback. He's they're romantically involved, Joel Edgerton, and Natalie Portman, and they really love each other but he's gonna go off to fight in the war. Uh civil war, I believe. Okay. what was the next one the next one was uh, uh, she's at home making the ranch happy with her now husband that's not joel edgerton and they have like a seven-year-old daughter so you see with the daughters things i'm totally like what is going on with these kids i don't understand why there's one daughter that's seven years old and seven years previous she was four
0: Huh? Oh, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, like, what? Uh. And, uh, so what? what's happening? So what happened, what, what turns out the story is that right after he went off to war, three months later, she finds out she's pregnant with Joel Edgerton's kid.
0: Okay. She,
1: he never comes home from the war. She assumes that he's dead and decides to go off and make another life for herself or whatever. Joins this gang. This gang says they'll give her safe passage. They're actually wanting to start a brothel, and they're kidnapping these women. The one guy in the gang says, hey, I really like this girl. I want to marry her and quit being a thug. And they're like, no. And so they kidnap, take her away from the camp in the middle of the night, put her in a brothel, and they tell him that the kid is dead, that they killed the kid. Joel Joel Edgerton's kid. So you're like, all right. Well... That pisses the thug guy off. He goes into the brothel, shoots everybody up, takes Natalie Portman away, and she marries him like genuinely likes him. While Joel Edgerton comes back from the war, mm-hmm. goes looking for his fiance, travels halfway across the country, bumps into Ian McGregor, and says, Hey, have you seen this woman? Yeah, we went to give her safe passage, but this asshole ran off with her and is probably raping the shit out of her for years. We can't find him. Totally uh. why. So he, Joel Edgerton, catches up to them, shows up on their ranch, and sees that they're actually happy. And so he just fucks off to be the neighbor, and is just drunk, miserable bastard. But then later we find out that she had a kid with this guy, and they're happy, and then it turns out their daughter isn't even dead, and there's a big action scene at the end. It's okay. It's an okay movie. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But they didn't have to edit it that way. Like, you could have got us... That's bad writing. You could have got us along emotionally on that journey of them not trusting each other and not seeing each other for so long without 15 flashbacks. And Hmm. it it was frustrating movie to watch. The action scene stuff at the end was great. It was violent here and there. I'm glad I watched it. It wasn't, you know, a painful watch, but I'm good.
0: Yeah, just passable.
1: Yeah, you didn't have to do all that stuff. And Ian McGregor was a great bad guy, and everybody was good in their roles. It was seriously a script problem and an editing problem in the editing room. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that the script was designed that way with all these flashbacks. Just, it was annoying. I there was a
0: lot of behind the scenes stuff that, with that movie obviously and people quitting, people getting fired or what, maybe not getting fired, but quitting. No, people it was, quit. it was <laughs>
1: directors coming and going and then actors leaving because they wanted to work with that director and then they'd find somebody else to fill the role. Joel Edgerton actually co-wrote this movie and he was going to be the bad guy, but then, uh, Michael Fassbender left and so he became this other character. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, wow. Oh. Of course. Spring for aliens yeah. outside? Yep, <laughs>
1: yep. Joel Edgerton's outside my house with a bottle of whiskey, and he's going to shoot me. And Yep. <laughs> but, but the action scene in the end was really cool, uh, inventive. I enjoyed it. It was really interesting. But then... Again, I feel conflicted at the end because, and we'll get into this with the movie you're going to review and recently watched. Mm-hmm. I felt really conflicted at the conclusion of this film because it was the husband dies and Joel Edgerton and Natalie Portman right off into the sunset with now their two daughters. And I was like,
0: uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, boy, you have not sold me on that movie. I mean, it sounds like maybe a one and done, but... Eh. Trust me, I'm not telling you to watch
1: it. You will yeah. like, you won't like it. I, I I don't even think you'd hate it. I just think you would have the same review as a I meh, do. And yeah. It's just I C minus at yeah. best. Gotcha. It's, it's yep. not a not really a passer for me.
0: Okay. At least it wasn't a complete all out flop like my movie was. My movie was a dud.
1: Mm-hmm. It definitely was not that, although I'm I can see why it gets the hate that it does. And that's Fine, I don't know. I, I'm very prickly when it comes to westerns in general, so as I, yeah. I tend to like more newer ones than I do older ones. Uh, stuff like Appaloosa. Yeah, and I still I haven't more,
0: watched that one. I still uh, have not seen that. It's a good flick. Yeah. But anyway,
1: uh, yeah, it, it's spending a little more time on the roulette tonight because I've got less to watch, <laughs> and I really kind of wanted mm. to talk about this movie. It's such a weird anomaly of cinema because the performances all work and it's shot really well, but it just Man, that editing. Yeah, I see why you did it that way, but you just, you could have done better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, that thing came and went in the theater so fast. So I picked, fast. I picked it two
1: years in a row in the Fantasy Movie
0: League. Oh, wow. Because
1: it got moved twice. And then it still moved out of range, and I didn't, I don't think I got it the second time either. Yeah.
0: Then it was just buried, like, okay, it's coming out, now it's done. Yeah, it's gone. Yep. Okay, well, yep, that's, uh, that's one I'll be skipping. I, nah.
1: Uh, it's not for you. Okay. <laughs> Next round.
0: Okay. So, first up on your roulette is a movie called Rams. From, uh, it's an Icelandic movie. From director Grimur Hakonarsur. <laughs> lots of Something. os
1: with slashes and dots yes, over them yes yeah. lots
0: of those yes lots of little slashes uh on in a remote icelandic farming valley two brothers who haven't spoken in 40 years have to come together in order to save what's dearest to them their sheep <laughs> so yeah it might not it might not be too bad oh wow <laughs> you were I working know. on that one
1: for a while weren't
0: you no that that literally came to me a second ago and I <laughs> Please delete that. Nope, God, it was man. worth it. I loved Awful. it. Awful. No, that was perfect. I loved it. <laughs> uh, okay, next up is one that you threw my way. <laughs> this one here is probably this. No, I, think, I think that I did pretty good, by the way. I, all three of yeah. these look pretty good. 11 minutes, a easy hour and 20-minute long runtime. The lives of several. Uh, no, I'm on IMDb here. The lives of several Vars. Oh, dear Lord. The lives of several people are intertwined in just uh, eleven minutes. These minutes turn out to be crucial for their ultimate fate. And the reason I didn't pronounce the var whatever I I'm kind of dumb right now, and so I don't <laughs> I
1: don't even know what Varsavovians
0: words, but, or whatever. I'm not verse, sure what that word means. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, is it a a people of a country?
0: Uh, it, no, I don't think I. Uh, are they musicians, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, moving on, because it's making me, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Next. Um. Okay, last but not least is Blackout, documentary uh, about the power cut in the UK for a week, um, and the fallout from that, which sounds kind of interesting and different. So. Yeah, it could also
1: be that computer killer kills you through Skype thing that I watched also in the roulette that was horrible.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay. Over on my side. I feel like I did pretty good this week, too, because I felt like you've taken some crap. So there's some safety here.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But first, we got to get Eugene's horror movie up there. Resurrection. There. There it is. 19th century. A young Argentine priest returns home during a yellow fever epidemic and discovers a frightening connection to the supernatural. Uh, next, this has been on multiple times. Kill me three t- This is safe right here. Kill yeah. me three times. Professional hitman Charlie Wolf, Simon Pegg, finds himself in three tales of murder, blackmail, and revenge after a botched contract assignment. And lastly, this one, not getting, I mean, not great star review, but sounds pretty sweet to me. By the gun. A rising Boston gangster, Ben Barnes, name actor, uh, endangers those around him when he starts to make moves without the knowledge of his boss, Harvey Keitel. And uh, should be noted, this movie is leaving Netflix sem- September 5th. Oh, okay. So if you would happen to choose that one and like it, let me know as soon as possible.
0: Okay. All well, right. There you go. You get to pick first. Okay, well... um, I can tell you right now, Resurrection is not going to happen this week. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. The odds of that being good at this point uh, are, are so slim. However, I probably will watch it eventually, just not now. Mm-hmm. Nope. I, I, as I stated earlier, I'm taking the safe, uh, the safe one on this one. Kill me three times is totally the way I'm going. Like, I need something that even if it's not great, it should be mildly passable or, or at least entertaining to me. And I'm, I can't imagine that won't be. So. I
1: agree. It's time to get that
0: one off our list, by the way. It's, it's time.
1: Yep. I can't imagine that one will be painful.
0: No. Who knows? It could be a, I don't think it's going to be a gem, but it might be a really fun movie. We shall see.
1: And I'm debating between Rams and Blackout because I've, I've done pretty well for myself in the last few weeks, and I think I am i need to take one for the team, so I'm going to go with Blackout. That one seems like the dodgiest on the list, because all the found footage mixed yeah. in with to recreate, uh, yeah, has a lot of shady keywords in that description where I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I'll go ahead and take that one for the team.
0: What do you think about Eleven Minutes? Just out of like, do you think that that's, that could be a gem there at some point, or it's, nah. very,
1: it's very possible because I watched the trailer for it, and it looks like a solid film. Yeah, but that kind of premise has been done before, and Eleven Minutes is a short time to stretch over ninety.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it, it if it really starts at like maybe the half hour mark. But yeah, you're right. It's like eleven minutes, and the uh, the movie's an hour and twenty one minutes. Like what? Was nah. that
1: one with Dennis Quaid?
0: Um, you maybe vantage I, point.
1: That one where they oh sh- yeah yes the yeah. same same kind of thing yeah or run Lola run they'll be reliving the same moment over and over and over from people different people's viewpoint
0: wow this director uh, the the director of that movie uh, born in 1938 this this guy has been around Jersey Skolomowski or something like that um, <laughs> interesting the, yeah the trailer I, was really tight
1: it, it looked real good. Well, yeah, just, it, it looked a lot better than a lot of roulette trailers that I've watched.
0: Yeah. It is, it's just, I mean, his first, uh, he's made some short movies back in the sixties, but like his first feature length movie was a movie called Walkover from 1965. So that's just odd that like, this is not one of those fresh out of college, uh, first time, first time directors. This guy's been around. So, eh, Are you trying to make
1: me rethink Blackout? Cause you're making Maybe? me rethink
0: Blackout. Oh, I'm just no. I'm just. I'm surprised when I saw that. I'm like, oh wow, this this is a long time director here. I I was surprised by that. So check out the trailer. Let me know what you think. All right. Okay. No. What?
1: Oh, I'm listening to the bug sprayer thing go around again. Uh, No. Another another
0: street. It's a part of our show at this point. It's it's
1: Uh, it's, uh, the the fifth edition.
0: Yes. Uh, boy, you're right. This, uh, hardwood Canadian. Yeah, it's pretty good. I do like it. Yeah, it's...
1: It has a different tang than most, uh, Canadian
0: whiskeys. Yeah. A bit mapley, maybe. Hmm. Hence the leaf. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See? There you go.
1: It's the lifeblood of my people. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, since we didn't actually have a rabbit trail kind of scheduled tonight, we're just kind of winging it, you want to just do recently watched now, and then if we run out of stuff, we could we could tackle
0: a, a rabbit trail at the end instead. Yeah, sure. Let's do I, that. I, Cause I, I, I think that some of these are some of these are, real, that's Yeah. Hardwood uh, Canadian. It's too, it's too early to become a, yeah. A hardwood. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, Who knows where our movies will lead us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's do that. You can kick okay. it off,
1: but uh, I do want you to review that movie. We said we're going to go a spoiler on.
0: Yes. Yes. I'll probably start with that one actually. All right. Uh, okay, so I watched, let me just pull up my list here, and Rebirth is the movie that we are talking about, which was on your roulette, and you gave it a thumbs up, and I give it a immediate thumbs up as well. This one here is definitely one uh, to check out. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's a gem in the rough, but to me, it came close. That was a solid movie. I, uh, uncomfortable the whole way through. <laughs> awesome. Oh. And it's not a horror movie. It's it's in fact I was expecting more of it probably even after you said it's not a horror movie. I was still expecting horror-ish, but it really is not, is it? I, I don't No.
1: No, I don't think I I square under thriller for me.
0: Yeah, thriller and just uncomfortable ugh thriller too. Like yeah. But
1: isn't it um, funny how it achieved that without actually being the it's just yeah. people talking about stuff more than actually seeing it or doing it or
0: Yeah. and just the amount of just fucking with people in this movie. Oh man, it's like we're not a cult, we're not a cult, but we are actually. We, okay, okay, we...
1: before we go any further.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's let's just
1: go spoiler spoiler. Anybody yes. if you haven't seen this movie, just stop now because we're not going to be able to contain ourselves past this.
0: Yeah, agreed
1: watch rebirth and then come back to this show because okay. let's let's just go for it. Yep, agreed. So, first question right off the bat, uh I said this reminded me of a mystery movie and I didn't want to tell you which one. Uh were you able to peg which one?
0: Oh, yes. Yes. And that would be uh David Fincher's The Game.
1: Bingo. And you yep. see why I didn't want to say oh. that because then you'd be like, "Oh, it's all game."
0: Yep. Oh, to- that would have that would have ruined the experience. It would have uh, it is a bit of the game, and honestly, I I thought there was a bit of Fight Club in there even. I mean, a very small, not the actual Fight Club itself, but just that.
1: Well, that's what I said. I said it was yeah. Fight Club meets that, uh, what was it?
0: Um, yeah. Tony Robbins doc. Mm, hmm It just, wow. I, I, I will say this right now. Fran Krantz, or Krantz, is that that's his name from, uh, from uh, Cabin in the Woods, he is a really good actor. I want to see that dude in more stuff. And Adam Adam Goldberg, I've liked him ever since he was in Saving Private Ryan as uh, one of the grunts. I want to see him in more stuff. I think he's a good actor. I agree. He always seems to bring the crazy. Like he just he has that intense crazy look to him <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why he just does.
1: No, he's great. Do you remember in Um Assault on Sea? He did, oh. that, he did that whole meth speech where they were talking about stealing what's-his-name's poop and selling oh, it on yeah. eBay. Do you remember that?
0: I don't remember that, but oh. I remember him in it.
1: Oh, that was so great. They were going to steal... Oh, what's his. Uh, it was a very famous actor. They were going to steal his his. Poop. Oh, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> uh.
1: And just so they could sell it on eBay to get more meth.
0: Yeah. Of course, yeah, because that's what meth heads, I guess, do. Oh, I loved it. He is, he's wonderful. Yeah, he's good. Um so anyway, it, it, it honestly it, um I gave it an extra half star because of the end credits. I loved the end credits and how it's I don't want to say it explains everything but it's it's almost that icing on the cake as far as like there was a whole bunch of crazy going on and and here's how things got wrapped up with just a little bit more crazy. Because everything's good and happy, but it's crazy.
1: <laughs> I said that last week. I can't wait to talk to you about the end credits because the longer they... I, I wanted that kind of ending where it's like, oh, it's a good thing. It's happy for him. And the longer they went on, I was like, this is creeping me out again. And I'm really creeped out. And not a cult, not a cult, except totally a fucking cult.
0: Yeah. So what do you think their cult was? Was it basically just to sabotage people's lives? And basically, get their, like, coerce them into uh, stealing money and just f- for a, f- like a pyramid type thing where you're, it's just an ongoing thing. We're just continuing to get money and continuing to sabotage people's lives and add more people to our cult. They, I don't know
1: that they were sabotaging people's lives. And from their point of view, this is the way that I took it. It was. Setting people free so that they don't have to be constantly connected to their electronic devices and they spend more time face to face with people and real interactions and really getting out there and living life and in you know doing whatever they' not about material possessions that's where the fight club kind of angle comes in yeah and the way that they do that is by freeing people from the system by separating them from their corporate slave masters and the way that they get them to do that is by giving them their passwords to banks so that they can steal money from these giant corporate banks and stuff. But in the process of doing it, and this is where the end credits creep me out, they all get really rich and they all sell more stuff. They become a corporate entity of their own and they become their own name brand, giant corporate thing. And then it's sort of like self-reflective because it's like, you've now become the thing that you hate yeah in a manner of speaking so were adam goldberg's motives just to get rich and not have to work for it maybe but uh yeah that's where it's like i'm oh, uncomfortable wow. this is weird and the little kid was like that when i go on my first rebirth oh, I and know. i was like oh my god
0: yep oh and i, I like that like pat healy was in this which i'm like oh pat healy's in this and he was in uh, a completely underseen gem in the rough called cheap thrills which I adore that movie. Uh, And I like him as an actor. I really dig his, uh, his shtick, how he, you know, he kind of has his own thing. And I'm like, oh, he's in this movie too. But it, the acting was good. The writing was good. Everything about this movie was uncomfortable and just weird. Good. I liked it. It was, this was solid movie, solid roulette for sure. Oh,
1: for sure. um, Now here's another thing. He went
0: from room to room in that house. Oh man.
1: Was there one that made you feel more uncomfortable than the other? Because the one where he walked in on <laughs> the one With where the he got, the... got punched in the face. Yeah. That was like, this, I was like, this is horrible. Like, this is so uncomfortable. And like, yeah. if I were him, I would have just left. I'd have been like, eh, you know what? My bad. I'm out. And I would have gone. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or I would have kicked the shit out of that guy. I, 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 ugh.
1: Maybe, but he doesn't but, have the guts to do so. Yeah, but, but he's like, "You win." You. Oh, yeah. Then so fast weird. forward to the next scene um, oh, where they convince yeah. him into the room, and it's the sort of red light. Yes, that room, and I because w- that's yeah. t- I, this movie is so much more about the crap filth that you're thinking about than it is about what they actually do. It's so implied, like, "Oh, how does that make you feel?" I really like what he's talking, how he says that he's so strong and powerful. I'm like, okay, so everybody's going to fuck now, right?
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: (laughs) And then, you know, it doesn't really, that's not the design of any of the rooms. And it's like, okay, that's a thing within me more than it is the movie. Yeah. Because they don't actually do any of those things. The worst fate that he suffered was getting one punch in the face.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now I will say that the that there was hints, just slight hints also of uh Stanley Kubrick's eyes wide shut in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh with the Illuminati and just that whole thing going on. It's a little bit. I just it just a manipulation and unexplained you know like why don't you get this? Like this is we this is a good thing. Why don't you get this? Ugh, creepy cults. <laughs> creepy culty <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. Check the movie out. Yeah, it That was, I'm I'm so thus far. I am impressed with the Netflix original movies, the Adam Sandler movies. So mm-hmm. far thumbs up on the the one I watched. I haven't watched the uh the one that you watched that you gave a thumbs up to, but I liked the the ridiculous 6 or whatever it was, and this one here is a good movie.
1: Yeah, I I was really impressed with the quality in this film.
0: Yeah, me too. Definitely,
1: and I would. And you watch it on Blu-ray. I would buy this Blu-ray. I, oh I would, yeah, I'm I really totally like gonna it. watch
0: this one again. Totally gonna watch this one. Also, I liked the uh, when they when we first meet the quote unquote ringleader guy. Yeah, that he can, he comes up and he's just kind of this this schluff guy like hi everybody, and then he just starts to just go off on everybody, and then really goes off on on uh, Fran Krantz's character and just like. Dude, really? You made the same joke as the last guy? and just makes him feel so awkward.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, like I said,
0: I was sweating through both of them.
1: Seriously, dude, bro? Did you really just make the same joke that that guy made
0: five seconds ago? It was like, I wanted to to just die. Yeah, and then Hottie Blonde behind him starts in on him. Oh, it's just one uncomfortable, awkward moment after the next, after the next, after the next. And that scene where she said, you don't belong here, and then they went into the other room and
1: had this whole conversation where... She just repeated everything that he said with a questioning tone. That is good writing, but if you don't have good enough actors to sell that scene, that could have been horrible. That could have ruined the whole movie. But it totally worked for me.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. It totally worked. In fact, I'm checking right now to see what else she's been in, because a lot of actors in this movie are like, oh, I kind of recognize that person from something, not sure what, but I've seen them before.
1: She did look um, familiar. I'm not sure yeah. from what, though. But yeah. uh, anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I gave it, I ended up giving it like a B plus, And the only reason that I wouldn't go A minus is because it reminds me of these other movies.
0: Yeah. Yep. Agreed. But that's a solid. No, when we do the best of or worst of for a roulette at year end, that one will definitely, for me, fall into the upper tier of the roulettes thus far, I think. Although, I mean, I, it was my roulette, it was yours, but that was a good movie.
1: Yep, I agree. Okay, over to me. Uh, unless you have anything else for no, nope, that's it.
0: That's it.
1: Oh, and then you think he's safe, and he comes home, and the house is just completely oh. covered in shit. I'm like, oh, that my
0: was God. great. The pictures. I'm like, <sighs> are you kidding me? Like, freaking oh. bastards. <laughs> okay, Ugh. enough of that.
1: Since you watched one of mine, uh, I. I I was looking around for something to watch, and like we said, Netflix's been a little dry, but September's coming, and the list yeah. of what's coming, oh,
0: Yeah, I agree. Oh, we're yeah. going to have
1: shit to watch, but until then, I was like, eh, do I want to take a chance on this or that? Or yeah, So I went to your voodoo. What can I find on here that I haven't watched? Now, you know what? Eugene went and watched a movie I recommended, so I'm going to go watch one he recommended. And I watched Poltergeist from 2015. Oh, is that on Netflix? No, no. I just got done saying it's on your Voodoo. Listen to the oh, show. Oh, wow. Having a conversation, hard. Oh, uh,
0: hard. Work. Okay, yeah. Okay, delete that. No, nope. back. Not <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I watched
0: it on your Voodoo.
1: Okay. Um, Poltergeist, 2015. So, um, I haven't watched. I'm not the uh, old. I'm not the humongous Poltergeist fan that you are of the original. I, I love it. Yeah. I've only watched it a couple of times. I've fully enjoyed it. I just, I haven't, it's not one that I've watched enough that I can just instantly pull it up. Like, oh, I remember yeah. little scenes of this, that, and the other thing. So I hit play on this, uh, this movie, and, uh, in the, in the first five minutes, I was like, it's very well shot, but, uh, woof to these child actors. I mean. <laughs> Woof! <laughs> and then, even the, the boy I thought the boy did really good uh, then about about the 30 minute mark I'm going like okay we're just doing the same old ghosty thing and I get it uh, like you're really lose, starting to lose me here and it's still well shot Sam Rockwell's very likable as always very watchable I always enjoy him um, but we're just kind of doing the same thing and I've seen it before and after that, I, I, I'm not quite sure if it was about 40 minutes in or b- midway through the second act, about halfway, somewhere in that ballpark. Th- we crest the top of the first hill of the roller coaster ride. That's what happened for me with this movie. Okay. Because after that, I was like, huh, I'm in. I'm in. This is happening. I like everything that's hap- I'm I'm in. I'm into this now. But that first part, I was, I, I was, my expectations were dropping by the minute. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, this is not going to be fun to talk about. But then about the time they finally get that door open and those mm-hmm. sci-fi yep. effects really start coming into play. I was like stopping what I'm doing in the office and kicking the feet up. Cause I want to yeah. pay attention. To this <laughs> nice.
0: <shit>. And <laughs> yeah. from
1: then on out, I was in, I, I, I dug this movie. I really like the sci-fi aspects that uh, Me too. they brought to it. And again, maybe maybe that isn't entirely accurate, because how sci fi did it get in the original? Did it get that? Not this not, much. Okay. No,
0: not this much. Nope.
1: I thought that one stayed more supernatural. But at any rate, the, the special effects, the CGI and stuff that they use for the stuff in the closet was money. Man, that was so good. I, I completely enjoyed all that. The CGI effects they used on the tree were dodgy at best. That that was not that great, but okay, whatever, you're yeah. doing your thing. Uh Another thing that bugged me in the first part, Mom, Dad, I'm seeing... Go- uh, this craziness is happening. Can you believe it? And your house is built on a graveyard. We have all that information at that point, and they're still like, eh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I that's endlessly frustrating about ghost house movies. Yeah. Ghost stories and ghosts, not ghost house pictures. I'm talking about, you, you yeah, know what I mean?
0: I know what you mean. Yeah.
1: Come on. So when they finally do get to the point of pack your shit, leave everything let's else. Let's go. Let's get out of here. And then they just dawdle, dawdle. I, I still had a couple of problems there at the end. Hmm. Mother and and son are just standing there, kind of gazing at the house as as all hell is breaking loose, and it's like, mm-hmm. run! Why are you stand? Why yeah. run? Why are you standing there? You're still standing there. But the, there. Thi-
0: but the so, thing run. is, run! In real life, most people dawdle, so it's actually fairly accurate. You
1: know, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> the kind of people that would stay in a house like that would just dawdle around and look yeah, as like, the, the supernatural like, forces absorb their house yeah. and it gets sucked up into yeah. the sky or whatever fuck was going on yeah.
0: yeah can we go i'm still playing pokemon i'm still catching one more yeah. one more mom can uh,
1: we at least watch our house evaporate into the ether from the other side of the
0: street yeah No, let's stand about 10 feet away yeah <laughs> i am glad that you liked it though i because i i was expecting so so little out of this thing and i i'm like man that, i've seen it twice now just because i was like this wasn't just a fluke, right? And I watched it again. I'm like, no, that was a solid movie. I really liked that movie. Good special effects, fast paced, uh, much shorter runtime than the original Toby Hooper movie, but, uh, which was fine with me, because I think that it could have easily overseed its welcome, but it moved along at a pretty good clip, I think.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I mean, yeah, once you got past that, that first third of cliche bullshit. Yeah, and it really was. It was like, oh, uh, I got a kid that's an ultra scaredy cat, and oh, here's a closet door in my room that I have never opened. It's like you just moved in. Like, wouldn't you investigate every corner of your room? You would. If there's a door there, you'd open it. Oh, it's got a box full of creepy clown toys. Uh, Like. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, another thing I noticed is he was pretty down on his luck, and he was maxing out credit cards, or whatever. That was a pretty nice house.
1: Oh, for, and they constantly were talking about, "Oh, you're slumming it over there in that neighborhood." And I was like, "I would."
0: Yeah, it's a what? nice house, like that, in a nice area. I'm like, "What?
1: Well, I got, so I got to take this smaller house for my wife and three kids." And okay, Junior, you go live on the third floor. Where you have the attic room to your, like, what?
0: Yeah, uh, they didn't do any of that stuff in the original, but that kind of took me out of it a bit, like, okay, Uh, what? And and then he's
1: trying to buy, what was he trying to buy? Uh, Some screening, so that the uh, squirrel couldn't get into the attic.
0: Yeah, I liked the whole uh, squirrel scene, that was funny. Oh, that was
1: hilarious, but Sam Rockwell sold sold that, sold the shit out of it. So he like runs this credit card. Nope, no good. Runs the next credit card. Nope, no good. Runs a third credit card. Okay, good. You have now purchased like your $20 worth of stuff. And then he's like, I feel bad for my family and and I I don't have a job right now. So he goes to the mall and buys them a drone, a, a new phone for the daughter yep. and uh a jewelry for the like okay, so and, it, a, it, and yeah, shit
0: on the pizza. It,
1: <laughs> plenty of room on that card, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was. I mean, it's it's not award winning sci fi horror, but I I thought it was fun. I liked it. I agree. And
1: my expectations, even despite your review, my expectations were pretty low. Yeah. And that's not coming from super fan of original Poltergeist. To just, eh, all right. You know, what's gonna? We got a ghosty thing in a house, and it's gonna be a CGI shit fest. But it actually had some good creepy moments. And Addie actually watched the last ten minutes with me. And she was like, what's going on? I was like, really? You're walking into this movie, 10 minutes to go, and you're going to ask me what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, I, you know, this was a combination of, uh, I, I would say the thing that really sold it the most was casting. You got Sam Rockwell, Mel- mm-hmm. uh, he can kill any material. Just kill yeah. it. And the guy that was, I uh, don't know his name. Uh, he was the bad guy in, he was Moriarty in the... Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Fan- he was really good.
1: Fantastic character actor and having him come in and play that role, he he killed it, man. Yeah. So when you have guys yeah. like that, that kind of caliber, yeah, it can improve the material.
0: Yeah. Yep. I I to me that was a minor gem. I really like I liked it good enough that I own the Blu-ray and the Voodoo code and all that good stuff. I agree. Back to you. Okay, so um this is this next review is a movie that I literally have not seen. Since the VHS days back, um, when I worked at the video connection and it was released in theaters, it bombed and then it just kind of just randomly appeared on VHS and I watched it and I'm like, wow, that was a, that was a good movie. And then it disappeared again. I think that it got a, a DVD release, but it was again a very minor one and it was, I think, in full screen. Uh, so I did some research and I'm like, oh, this movie has got a a, a UK Blu-ray release. Wait, and it's... I, I, now I kind of want to guess. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh,
1: keep going, but don't tell me the title just yet. Okay. And maybe give me a genre.
0: Um, oh, well... I mean, we talked about it already this past week uh, while I was watching it.
1: Oh. Okay. Uh, I don't remember. I so. ah, forget.
0: Okay. Ah, game okay. over. No fun. Ah, all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, so... <laughs> Uh, what always intrigued me about, about this movie is that it never got a, a widescreen release. Even on DVD, I'm like, what? Really? Not a widescreen release. It's a full screen release for a movie that would greatly benefit from a widescreen release. And that is 1992's A Midnight Clear. Uh, this is a war movie, uh, or anti-war movie, I guess you could, you could say. Directed by, uh, Keith Gordon um have you ever heard of keith
1: gordon no but the first time i heard of a midnight clear was last episode when you teased you were gonna watch it I I, I I yeah i guess we were texting a little bit about it but you just asked me if i saw it and i was no i've never i've never heard of it
0: okay well uh he the director he mainly dabbles in uh tv directing he directed uh some fargo episodes uh, which is a great show. Uh, okay, so the storyline for this movie is a uh, World War II psychological drama plays out at Christmas as US GIs hole up in an isolated cabin in the Andries against a handful of Germans cut off from their main force. Combat weary and short of rations, both sides are determined to survive. And this actually for anybody interested in a, in a masterpiece of modern uh war movie cinema that very few people I think have seen is uh the uh, movie called Joyous Noel and uh it's a very similar storyline. I don't from, think I've heard of that one either. What Oh man, Joyous Noel is so good. That's that's a true story uh from World War 1 about the French, the Germans and I believe the British, they're all on the front lines and it's Christmas and they all do a truce on Christmas Eve or whatever to to not fight and to celebrate Christmas together. It's so good. I, mean, I wept. There was a, a Korean movie.
1: movie that did a similar thing. Uh, oh, shit. What is it called? I'll look into it. Sorry. Derail.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so this movie is kind of a little bit a take on that, except this is World War II. Uh, the cast is fantastic. Peter Berg, Kevin Dillon, uh, Eric Rose, Ethan Hawke, Gary Sinise, John uh, C. Uh, McGinley. Uh, almost every single person in this movie, you're like, I've seen him from somewhere. I've seen that person. And it, but the movie does play out like that, where we have just really, really battle weary soldiers that have gone through hell on the battlefield and being gone so long are dealing with stuff, you know, with letters being sent from back home. uh And just that, the whole war is hell type thing i guess you could say
1: yeah.
0: is so prevalent in this movie every bit as much i think as some of the really big blockbustery war movies this is a, a much more small scale there's no big epic battles or anything in this but it's still the whole way through you get that feeling of just war sucks um I'm surprised honestly that this movie has not got more of a following through the years cuz it has the the score is about the only thing that I think that really dates this movie is it sounds a bit 90s ish which is so odd to say at this point because it's yeah yeah you know, but it it's a it very much it had the score I'm like yep this I can tell this was made in the 90s but other than that it's a really it's a really good movie. I gave it four stars out of five, and it was great to revisit a movie that I have not seen since the VHS days and was like, wow, this holds up. And my wife watched it with me, which is a rare occurrence for watching a war movie, and she was like, yeah, that was good. That was a good movie. So Wow. So there, is
1: it a, a War is Hell movie as bad as like uh, Hamburger Hill?
0: No, 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 no. What about uh,
1: that Mel Gibson Vietnam movie? Because that was pretty damn
0: depressing too. No, not like that either. This is – there's no huge epic battle scenes. I mean there are some scenes of violence in it, but it's more of a character study on just battle-weary soldiers and just trying to be – just trying to be humans instead of these war machines at the the tail end of a huge war – a good movie. Man, it's very worthwhile importing. Unfortunately, this is a Region B Blu-ray, so otherwise I would say, please, I, here's here's my Blu-ray, watch this movie. Uh, because I don't want you to watch it on DVD or... Uh, <laughs> but I can I,
1: watch those things, and it doesn't look horrible. <laughs> uh, but no, but it's full
0: screen. That sucks. Oh, yeah, it's that like, does sucks. It's like... Like I can get by DVD. That I understand DVD, whatever. But it's like you can't even have it on full. Like it's full screen. You can't even have it on the original aspect ratio.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. That that's kind of a deal breaker for me too. Yeah.
0: So anyway, but uh, it's very very well shot, and uh, I mean, and I make, maybe I'm making it out to be this 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 glorious masterpiece of cinema, but it, it's just a very uh, very quiet. Intimate look at war and what it does to affect us as humans. It's it's a very good movie. And I think the more people should see it. Cool. So well
1: I'll I'll keep my eyes peeled. Hopefully it'll get a US release or something along those lines. I've never I've never heard of that one, but it, it sounds uh like up my alley. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um what should I do next? Of my two things. Uh no. b- <laughs> Batman, The Killing Joke. Uh, okay. This came out a few weeks ago, and I had a, a viewing night over at my buddy Dave's house. A bunch of us comic book nerds got together to watch it. He bought it the day it came out. And this was the adaptation of the Alan Moore novel, a uh, graphic novel. And that was a, the, the graphic novel's not that long. It's not a huge thick book or something, but it, it's often heralded as one of the best Batman graphic novels that's ever been put out there. And I've really liked it for a long time until a few years. I believe that was, man, am I wrong? Let me see. Yeah, that was, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> um, <No. laughs> I mean, a few years ago, I heard this story. Maybe I was late to the party and he, he's been saying it since it came out in the eighties or whatever. Where no no he said that's that's the last Batman story because at the end he kills the Joker and I was like what I don't remember that so I went back and reread it and was like that is such a vague take Um, at at the end of the graphic novel the last page is a nine panel page do you know what I mean when I say that yeah nine yep okay and it's uh, Batman holding Joker as the cops arrive and Joker tells some bad pun joke and he Batman starts laughing and it starts to rain. And then the next couple of panels, it pans down to a puddle and they both are laughing and then the laughter stops and there's just rain in a puddle. Then it's like, okay. no, I, I very clearly implied that he snapped the Joker's neck right there. I was like, what? Okay. I didn't really get that at all, but he's... Uh... Oh,
0: It's
1: often, apparently it's often been debated among the comic book community whether or not that is a what happened or not. And I didn't get that impression at all, but maybe I just wasn't reading enough into it. Either way, irrelevant. I don't even like that ending. I, it reeks of trying to be controversial when you wouldn't have to be. So now we fast forward to an hour. They're going to adapt it because all the fans have been screaming for it because they want to have this. So let's adapt it into an animated movie. Since it's a short book, they added about 30 minutes up front of stuff that's not in the book one bit. The the book doesn't start. The, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to explain this to somebody who hasn't read the book. Yeah. The actual graphic novel doesn't start till about 30 minutes into the movie. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I follow you. And it goes yep. from there.
1: So all that stuff they add before it, a lot of people are debating, oh, it's kind of interesting, and I kind of like it. I watched it and was like, no, I don't like that. I don't like what they did, and it does not work, and it does not make sense. And this is one of the few DC animated films where I'm like, you took away from the source material. Like, that stuff that you put up front vastly took away. Do you want me to spoil it? Because you're probably not going to... Please uh, do. Don't yeah, give shit. please okay.
0: do. No, I, no, this is interesting. I'm not sure if I'm ever going to okay. watch it, but
1: the story of the killing joke is that it gives an origin to the Joker in a sort of way where it, uh, he's a struggling comedian he doesn't really have, still doesn't have a name. Uh, and uh, he, his wife is sick and he doesn't have a job and he wants to <clears throat> make some money to help support his wife and, and yada, yada. And so he bumps into these criminals at some, whatever and they say, here, come put on this red hood. And they're like, you're the red hood gang? And he's like, no, there actually isn't a red hood gang. It's just a thing we made up and we put somebody different under the hood every time. And then, uh, we pull off a crime and that way nobody knows who the boss is. Okay.
0: Okay. So, all right.
1: He goes to do this thing, this one time robbery. At his old job where he lost his job, he puts on the Red Hood, the cops show in and bust it up, and Batman busts it up, and he falls into a vat and becomes the Joker. So that's where the Red Hood comes from. You remember watching the movie Under the Red Hood? Oh, yes.
0: Fantastic. Yeah.
1: And that was where that all came back around. Okay. This was, yeah, this Joker's origin.
0: Yeah. So far, I'm in. I mean...
1: Oh, the original graphic novel is cool, but it just... This movie... Wait till I tell you what they changed. So... Okay. Then, uh now he's the Joker, now we come to this graphic novel, uh, the, the meat of it, where he decides that he's going to show Batman that anybody can be the Joker. We are all the Joker if we have one bad day. So he kidnaps Commissioner Gordon, and he shows up at his, Commissioner Gordon's daughter's house, Barbara Gordon, shoots her, and it damages her spine, that's why she ended up in a wheelchair okay, uh undresses her, takes a bunch of pictures of her naked. It's all implied they don't actually quite show that in the book, but it's implied that he does that while she's naked, bleeding takes a bunch of pictures of her, and then puts Gordon on this uh, strips him naked with a bunch of midgets dressed like angels and demons holding on to him oh. puts him in this fun house car going in a circle and puts all the pictures of his daughter naked and bleeding up on the screens. He's trying to drive Jim Gordon completely bonkers so that he can prove anybody can be me but it doesn't work and at the end batman grabs him and we have that whole nine panel rain ending that's i guess vague i just thought he got arrested but jim gordon doesn't go mad and he sort of proved the joker wrong the end now what this movie added at the first 30 minutes is barbara gordon is batgirl in case you didn't know okay so the first 30 minutes of this movie is Batgirl doing her thing. And she wasn't technically trained by Batman necessarily. Like she was doing her thing. And then Batman met her. She was just imper- like, I'm part of the family too. And then he trained her afterwards. So he kept bumping into her and saying, Hey, maybe knock it off. Cause you don't have the right training and you're kind of bumbling around out here. And they would fight back and forth, be a little catty, yada, yada. That's okay with the graph, with the history of, Barbara Gordon, as far as I know it. That's no big deal. But then at one point, uh, they start implying that those two had a relationship. Like Batman was banging Batgirl. What? And and then at one point, while they're arguing with each other on a rooftop, she literally grabs Batman and makes out with him and then throws him down and rips her shirt off and they fuck on a rooftop. Oh, okay. And then fade into graphic novel starting and i was sitting there like you got to be kidding me they're trying to give it more disturbing weight they're trying to make it more disturbing because batman had a relationship with batgirl when it was already plenty disturbing enough yeah and that doesn't go with the characters for batman he wouldn't do that that uh,
0: yeah (sighs) so not no good
1: I'm not going to say no good because this movie has a lot of fans and, you know, maybe I'll watch it a time or two again and I'll reevaluate. But as it stands now, I'm like, boy, that's one of the weaker ones of the DC animated universe. In my opinion, what did the other people think mixed reviews kind of, kind of mixed it. It also, I kind of struggled with it because they got Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill back to do bat, excuse me, Batman and Joker. And those are the two guys that do it in the animated series. And this is very much the uh in the animated style of the animated series which is much more focused towards kids. So seeing them be so adult just in uh, it was like, what huh? uh, it it would have worked better. Like under the red hood it didn't matter because it had no relation in voice acting or animation style to any of the kitty shows. The younger kid shows. Yeah. No big deal. Be as adult as you want. it doesn't bother me. But seeing the kid show version be so adult; it was just awkward. It, it just felt awkward.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. Interesting. It's definitely uh, I, not I, I,
1: one that I'm saying you gotta watch this. Nah, yeah. I'd put about four or five others ahead of that. <sighs> yeah.
0: Okay. I still root for DC. I do. I I want them to to succeed. I love their characters. I, I, I think that uh, Suicide Squad was a minor misstep. I, it's not awful, but uh, that is, that's, I don't, I we've talked about this. I don't want to get into it yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, anyway. But
1: I felt yeah. the need to, I, it was weeks ago that I watched it, but I, I've just been holding it back.
0: <laughs> gotcha.
1: Anyway, so, I, okay. I don't know. Uh, hey, listener, what did you think of The Killing Joke? Am I way off base here? Am I'm, I, don't hold me to the, the DC history or the comic book. I'm, I'm no scholar. I, I should get Dave on here because he knows the shit. Like,
0: He's true comic nerd. Does he have a favorite uh, comic book? He's Spider Man. He's Spider Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's more Marvel guy, but we have great conversations because we're not assholes about it. We can exactly. sit down and talk about <laughs> the shit, and it's fascinating. Before we uh, actually watched this movie at his house, we had a round table of about uh, eight people. I would say, and we all sat around talking about uh, the DCEU, talking about what did you think of Batman v Superman, what did you think of Suicide Squad, you know, it, it was a great conversation.
0: Ah, it's cool, nice. Yep,
1: yeah. and most of the people that, I think actually me and Brandon were the only uh, DC fans, there. I, uh, I shouldn't say that, because they, they like DC too, but uh, at that table it would have been me and Brandon DC, everybody else Marvel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. But
1: that's okay. It was a totally civil conversation. That's the thing yeah. that's weird about the internet. If you actually get out there and talk to people, most people aren't going to be assholes about this shit because we're all fucking dorks for liking it. Yes. And everybody recognizes yeah. that. They're, they're, you're yeah. going to bump into your ugly people, but eh, whatever.
0: Yeah. The loud minority.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I've blabbed on once again forever about DC. Go on. No, you're good. Over to you. Uh,
0: Okay, so I could do a TV show or another movie. And obviously for a movie it would be a lot more lighthearted. I'm not going to get into a more depressing war stuff. I only have one more
1: thing and I don't have much to say about it.
0: So go ahead and go...
1: I'm, I'm shocked about the TV, so I kind of really want to hear that. Go TV, TV <laughs> then your movie thing. I'll do my one last thing, and we can call it a night.
0: Okay. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so, I finished up Star Wars Rebels Season 1. All right. I like it. And, uh, oh, wow. All right. I, I And you will be happy to know, I took my time with it. Um, I really tried to... Just slow down, try to enjoy it, and not burn through the entire season one in, like, two days. So, and I did. I, it took me about a week and a half.
1: <laughs> okay, 30, uh, yeah. how long was the season? Was this a 35-episode uh, um, season, or was this... Uh,
0: let me see here. No, I think that like it was... Like a 13? Um, that's the 13, okay. 13 episodes. Yeah, okay. So, and they were, like, 20 minutes long. No, a week and a half. So, that's
1: totally fine. That's that's yeah. about what I do.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I will say this right off the bat... Uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. is uh is one of the main voices on this show, which I think is very interesting. Like, Wing Commander, here we go again. Yes, exactly. I'm like, wait, I recognize that voice. Like, who is that? I'm like, that's Freddie Prinze Jr., and he does good. Uh, But I love how this show – I've only watched several episodes of Clone Wars, and I know that you are a huge fan of Clone Wars. You watched all of the seasons. I watched the movie – Ooh, eh. And a couple of the episodes I know from season one. Trust me, movie and season
1: one. Eh. Yeah, it <laughs> it progressively stair-stepped, got better all the way through. Every, I mean, it got to the point where not only every season was better, every episode was better. But you just got to kind of hang with it for that first yeah. season, which, yeah. unfortunately, I understand if you're not going to. I totally get that. It's just, man, it got dark in those later seasons. I mean, damn.
0: Yeah, and, and this here is is no exception. The first half of season one, I'm like, okay, it's episodic, it's good, it's the very, very, very beginnings of the Rebel Alliance and how it's being formed and how after, you know, the Empire has been overseeing the entire galaxy and now we've got some some people trying to do something about it. Um, Ezra is our, our young hero that wants to become a Jedi and blah 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 i'm not going to get into all the fine yeah, it's details wars. yeah it's star wars yeah but uh, but i can appreciate that it is for a season 1 of a show it's really really good after about the midway point it picks up like okay the characters are now established the stakes are set here we go and the last few episodes of season 1 i'm like hell hell yeah this is this is star wars And, uh, I actually, before our podcast tonight, I started, uh, I watched the first episode of season two on Blu-ray. Oh, you bought it. Fan. Oh, 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 yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a shame
1: that that Clone Wars took, took a minute to catch, to like get its legs because it's so strong once it finally did, but it's such a, I I totally understand. I really do, but.
0: Yeah. uh. This is half of like literally, and even like every single episode of season one is good, but. Halfway through, it goes from being, this is, this is solid stuff here to like, oh yeah, we are now Star Wars. This is Star Wars stuff here. And now it it immediately picks up at the midway point. In fact, even my wife, she, when we started podcasting tonight, she's upstairs, uh, finishing up episodes that (laughs) she wasn't able to watch because I was watching them without her. Nice. Which is saying something about a Star Wars cartoon that she's watching them on her own, but, uh, it's, it's just, you can tell it's very much a Disney property that is tying in with the, the new world that they're creating, which I'm all for. That's, that's great. Let's go for it. I want a gigantic universe of Star Wars awesomeness, and this is a great way to start. Uh, I, you, there's, there's literally zero, zero percent chance you're not gonna love this thing.
1: Just because I defend the prequels doesn't mean I like all things Star Wars. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, though, when you run out of Rebels to watch, and you really want some more Star Wars animated... I know. Just, just I know. go in with low expectations and muddle through the first season. And it's not bad. It's not, like, horrible. It just... Man, that movie was a rough way to kick it off. You really... Oh, you, it was. Well, you need to look at that movie like the pilot. The pilot that never aired and nobody ever saw. That's what that movie was. Yeah. Well, no, what I... it should have been. Yeah. Uh, but then... But, no. Oh, it was so damn good. Oh, my God. I mean, from season two, every episode I was watched, well, that was probably the peak. Then I watched the next episode. Oh, my God. There's no way <laughs> that gets better than this. And it did all the way to the end. And it fills in so many gaps between um episodes two and three with, like, uh, I don't even want to get into it.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see where this leaves off. I'm, who knows how many seasons they're going to have before the uh, – before this ends and basically I will actually before this ends and Rogue one begins because I imagine that this is gonna be done before, it, the, obviously the show won't be done before uh, Rogue one comes out but the events I'm guessing will end before before rogue one I imagine but who knows I don't know I seem
1: to I'd have to go back and watch and I have been re-watching uh, there's a couple of shows that I that like hang out like okay I'm gonna pop something on, but I'm going to pass. I know I'm going to fall asleep. And uh, the Clone Wars is one of them that I've kind of been going back through. And it's still, I man, I fell in love with those characters so hard. I I really like even characters that I was annoyed by at first, like Anakin's apprentice. Ahsoka. Yeah.
0: She, Oh yeah. she's She's in this.
1: I know. But by, by like midway through season one, I was like, okay, I'm not annoyed by her anymore. And by the time we got to season two, I was like, I really like her. And it just grew and grew and grew. And I believe by the time the season wrapped up, Yoda was on his way to face the Emperor at the end of uh, Episode 3.
0: Ah, you know oh I mean, man. Yeah. It was so freaking good. Yeah, and the animation style is, I believe, very, very similar to Clone Wars. Oh, right? is it? I mean, it's been a while since I've watched Clone Wars, the the, the few that I did. But I think it's that style of animation
1: I just eat this shit up between the the two series that Gendi Tartagoski, however you say his name, did. Uh, do you remember those on DVD? Um, that would be the one that would, uh, with um, the Samurai Jack animator guy. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, those two. Yeah. Many series or whatever. However they were released, I don't even remember now. But if it's that or the Clone Wars or this, uh, they're I own the two Ewok movies. Bitches. Oh, yep. (laughs) I, I just eat this shit up. I can't help it. It's Star Wars.
0: Yeah. You will love this, especially, and I'm guessing it's been, it's been a long time since I've watched anything Clone Wars, but I imagine that they use a lot of the same music and like the sound effects. Correct. Oh
1: yeah. It's every episode starts off with the, and
0: then the scroll telling you
1: what's happening because they bounce around the timelines a little bit as far. I mean, as far as, they start off following a certain group of people and then as they bump into other people they will shift to another group and then they'll stay with them not just for one episode but for like three or four and then they'll jump back to uh, Anakin and Ahsoka or something for a couple of episodes and then they'll jump back to another, very soap, excuse me, soap opera-ish. But instead of having that bounce around all in one episode they'll they'll do a good little three episode arc with one group and then bounce back to the other and it works really well I really like the way that they they did that because it gave you time to emotionally attach to the characters along the way maybe maybe I'm just being Star Wars dork and uh, I'm into it look at a lightsaber (laughs) (laughs) We.
0: it's so great oh and there's there are certain things that have already happened in Rebels that I'd like to talk about but I'm like eh just hold on I want you to experience it for yourself
1: I'll get there yeah so, uh, you're just blind buying the shit? You're,
0: you're, it was Oh, on, yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it was on sale at Best Buy and I had some Best Buy points. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to dive on this. Let's see. And I was hooked. And then I'm like, okay, pre-order. I'm buying <laughs> season two right now because I am not going to wait. On, no, I'm buying this right now. Nice. So it showed up today in the mail. I was giddy. I'm like, oh, before podcasting tonight, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. So anyway. What movie? Okay. And then the movie is a science fiction master... Pe- no, it sucks. Uh, Without Warning from 1980. What, um, what is that? Uh, Graydon Clark directed... Um,
1: I love that you keep telling me who directed
0: these pieces of shit, and they're directors I've never heard of. <laughs> yes, but Jack Palance is in this, and Martin Landau is in this. Seriously, they actually oh, so are in this. it's an
1: old sci-fi movie.
0: Yes, it's, uh, okay, so 1980, uh, Scream Factory released it. It's, um, oh... Uh, you blind-bought hour... it because
1: Scream Factory released it?
0: Yes. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> hour and 35 minutes of literally... Oh, oh, and get this. Um, where's his name? Wait, what's it's, it called again? Uh, it's called Without Warning. It's an alien invasion movie. Where's his... There it is. David Caruso. That's... Yeah, he's in it. Wow. From that, 19... A really, really young. Really young guy. But um, it's uh people running around the woods, uh, running away from... If you see the way the alien looks, you're like, oh, that that creature has been ripped off in other movies because it's like it's kind of an almost iconic looking face or head whatever um so it's uh i guess some alien there's is, is moseying around the woods and he's throwing these frisbee things and the frisbees are actually alien things with little claws that latch on to bad actors and suck their blood Um, In the not too distant future, future. (laughs) 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 yeah, Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Go on. Um, it goes on and on, and at some point they end up in a bar, and there's a lot of bar talk. You know how that goes, and not believing what's going on, and then drinking, and then fist of cuffs, and the budget is one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh,
1: for a Jack Palance movie in the eighties, like I know he would have been older then, but Oh wow! It must add a yeah, lot I mean, of artistic indie cred to get yeah. that kind of name, and you no,
0: know? yeah, but uh yeah. So anyway, it, it goes on, and, and then some somehow this movie has a pretty big cult following. It just did not do it for me. And I here's here's the funny thing: I've watched it twice now. Like I I, I watched this a while ago, and I'm like, huh, that kind of sucked. And then like uh, yesterday morning, I'm like. You know, I should maybe try that again, cause it's 80s and aliens. I, what if I like this and I, like, just, just like cigarettes. Just keep smoking them. They, they start to taste good. No, no. Oh, finger just hovering over the fast forward button. I'm like, no, no, no. Nope. That's Scream Factory, baby. You paid 20 bucks for this bitch. You watched this whole thing the way, all the way through. Uh, so, I love it anyway, two things that yeah, make you so,
1: hover on the fast forward button, a roulette and an expensive Blu-ray. Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: Right. Hovering but not pressing. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, there it is. No, I just I, picture
1: you with a coffee and a beer and a cigarette and a hovering fast forward button. You're like, we're gonna earn all these things, motherfucker. Yes,
0: yes, and just just questioning questioning where I'm at in life, watching it for the second time. And the thing is yeah, I'll probably watch it again. I know you will. <laughs> and lots of really, really short shorts on guys and long tube socks. Ah, oh, nice. I see where it's going. That's why. Oh, look yeah, I know. Yeah, and David Caruso and the <laughs> gaping eye wound at one point. With, yeah. Red bush coming out of his short shorts. <laughs> oh, <a> baby. <laughs> Oh, uh, so, yep, that's something. Okay, that's I'm, please, I'm done. <laughs> okay, well,
1: I'm, I'm going to do one more just because I talked about it, teased it so much in uh, previous episodes, and I never really wrapped this review up. Uh, but we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, Voltron Legendary Defender Season 1. This was a Net- oh. Netflix original.
0: Okay. And I think
1: I told you at the time that, because you asked, would it be safe for the boys? And I think I told you, like, uh, I did. TV... 12 or something. Yeah, it's not. You probably say for the boys on this. Are, are you watching Rebels with oh, okay.
0: them? Okay. Um Lucas watched one or two episodes which he loved, but eh, my wife kind of she yeah.
1: Same probably same ballpark here. I, I don't think you're going to get too much trouble uh okay. with this one. There might be a thing or two here that with the villains being kind of creepy or something, but other than that uh, I quite enjoyed it. It gets a little repetitive in the, in the later half of the season, cause it's like, oh, we gotta go find the lion thing, and then we'll fight some people, and then we do this, and there, somebody cracks a couple of jokes, and there's some mice, and, oh, okay, it's random, but it's anime, We, Uh, yeah. but overall, I quite enjoyed the series, and that's coming from somebody who has no background in the original Voltron. Um, but, uh, I, I did enjoy it, and I look forward to watching more. I, I thought it, it kind of, walked the outline of uh, anime tropes but that was okay i enjoy that kind of stuff so especially when it's a, a sci-fi setting bring it on it, it was fine yeah. by me it, it's hard it, it's amazing to me that they can sell hey we're lion robots from the future and it's <laughs> that's a cool fighting <laughs> yeah. thing you know and everybody's like it's fighting it's it's lion why your robots look like lions again why don't they look yeah. cooler or sleek or something no they're lions in a weird way yeah. it's it works it still worked i yeah totally dug it i enjoyed it all the way through so i, I would definitely watch more and uh, another netflix original i w- i'm not gonna say home run but i would say i totally enjoyed and thumbs up uh, uh one of those things to put on the back burner when you're looking for something to watch with the kids here a few years yeah. down the road when they're a little more age appropriate for this kind of stuff that's when you throw it on then yeah. then it's perfectly enjoyable
0: Right now, they're watching the, uh, Pokemon show from a couple years back. They are, my kids are addict, my kids and me, maybe, are addicted to Pokemon. <laughs> oh, I love that app. Just so you know, it is,
1: <laughs> you're still playing that so game. So
0: fucking, ad- oh, <laughs> dude, I, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, my wife and I sometimes plan routes to get to places here in Canton. Like, okay, so the Pokestop is here. If we just swing by, then we can go here. I'm not joking either. Oh, that's, that's great! It. I love it. I, I yeah. have not played it, but in Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> But even like, I love that the kids. I, I truly, I dig that my kids are into this and they want to watch the show and they want to see the phone thing. I'm like, ah, this is cool because it's kind of anime and it's like, I'm like, ah, I kind of like this. I do too. It's kind of their first steps into a larger not, world, a larger world, not, not Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. Yes. They're like, like, Hey, evolve that thing. Please dad evolves this new, whatever, rat tat or whatever. <laughs> evolve him. Like, well, I can't, I need more eggs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
1: I love it. No, that's fantastic. I love it. So I, yeah. I, I was talking to my one buddy who it's uh, kind of into these sort of things, but he's a married guy with kids and stuff. He said, we go for walks down the, you know, the trail down here. Yeah, we go for walks, and and Pokemon has kind of messed up my workout routine. He's an IT guy, so he has to work out. You know, got to get some exercise. Yeah. We'll be walking, and every ten feet they stop because they're trying to catch a. Po- so I, he said, I just start walking in a circle around him so that I could keep
0: walking, walk, walk. Oh, walk. nice! Yeah, <laughs> I can under- I can. Uh, I can appreciate that. I did too. I said that's <laughs> genius. I love it. Oh, that's. Uh, I do. I think that's... it's genius. I,
1: I love all this stuff. With and do I don't do... even know much about the original Pokemon show or whatever
0: seems cool yeah, I wonder where this is gonna going to lead with other apps coming out that uh, that actually decide hey let's do this let's have uh, I don't know let's have a spider-man you're you're trying to take pictures of spider-man I and- you want to know because I could tell you Uh, The the
1: next thing that came out, and it's out there somewhere, it isn't obviously going to be as big as Pokemon, because that's a massive property, but there is a horror game where you go looking for ghosts. And from all reports I've read from uh, some of my friends online, it's terrifying. Uh, What this is here is, uh, you've seen the VR helmets that have been coming Mm -hmm. out for Mm -hmm. PlayStation or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a pretty big deal, and they're supposed to be pretty awesome. But it's also got like a three to $400 price tag. Not That's not bad, but it's also not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. And there was a small contingent of people that thought, you know, I don't know that VR is going to be the next thing so much as AR. What's AR? Augmented reality. Not virtual reality. Augmented. And that's what um, Pokemon Go is. It's you hold your phone up, and you're looking at real life. But all of a sudden, there's a little cartoon character.
0: Yeah, that you have to catch or something. Yeah, Yeah. that's
1: augmented reality. And now they're doing that with a horror looking for ghosts thing.
0: Oh, that's great. It is
1: great. And you know what? I have to agree with the small contingent that think that's going to be bigger than VR. I have to agree. I think that augmented reality video games are going to be... Maybe not the next thing. Like, it's going to take over everything or some shit. But I think that... It's gonna be massive. Yeah. It's gonna be massive. No, I mean,
0: think about that. Think about like playing a live action Ghostbuster. I know I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, but like you're a Ghostbuster and you're out looking for ghosts and your phone is your proton pack. Whatever. I and mean, that's just a off the top of my head idea. There's there's so many different things that you can do with something like this. To where you're you know, you're trying to catch Spider Man in action. You're you're No, the you Spider Man thing
1: is genius. I haven't heard
0: anybody talk about
1: that. That's even I'm better than the th- ghost thing. But the ghost thing that I'm talking about, from the screenshots that I've seen, it's not Ghostbusters, it's more like Juwan. Oh wow. So like Oh oh you're... hard scary. Not not even like comfortable scary, like I can't yeah. go in my bedroom because I found one in my closet.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's so great. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a 42 year old guy and I'm like, oh, please bring it on. I, I love it because I'm playing Pokemon with my kids and it's literally like we're outside and we're together as a family and it's, it's a fun thing. Yeah. I, I totally dig it. I, yeah. I so, agree.
1: I think it would be cool you know. too. Uh, what's another thing that you could go and catch and collect like that? Is there something yeah, we could, could do, do that th- would be movie related? Like if you go to a, uh, I don't know, a horse racing track or a desert kind of area then you could find Mad Max or if you go to a a carnival with a Ferris wheel then you could find the Joker or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and even like yeah with with Marvel and DC, I think that there there's a whole bunch of games that they could come up with. Like hey, you pick you're one of the Marvel characters and you have to go collect whatever.
1: No, the and characters, that would make sense. You go to a uh, well, uh, the way they make Pokemon hotspots, you could have maybe program it. It would have to be kind of specific, but you could program it like you go to an old enough Catholic cathedral that might have um, know, what do they call them? Golems on top, like the the yes. things, and you could hold your camera up and see Batman up there.
0: Oh, that would be so cool! Imagine you got Batman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> take a picture. My him. wife, my wife, by the way, have, has uh, she's she's far and above uh, surpassed me on Pokemon. Like she is (laughs) addicted. You're playing separate now. Holy crap. (laughs) Yes. We were at the concert we were at last night. We were walking around Blossom like, okay, where is the Pokemon? Like, oh, here's a Pokestop. Let's go over here. Like before, like we're trying to find Pokestops and gyms and Pokemon at a concert that we paid top dollar for. So there you go. That's Pokemon. And that's how it's seeped into our lives without warning. No, I, <laughs> I think that's great. I have no problem
1: with it. I really don't. I think it's awesome because it makes people look around at their everyday uh, the places that they may drive around or see all the time that they're used to and they look at it a little differently and pay more attention to it. I watched a couple of guys on uh, uh, Cinemassacre on YouTube go around uh, Philadelphia and and I mean, by the time it was all said and done the one guy was like I've lived here my whole life I've walked by these things nearly every day and I never stopped and paid attention to the these monuments the way that I did today.
0: That's awesome! Fantastic! Yeah. Yep, ingenious. And my my kids like the last thing my youngest said before he we went to bed was uh, like tomorrow, tomorrow you're going to play Pokemon with me, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I will. But it takes a lot of phone battery. <laughs> well, you're an iPhone guy too, so if you yes, if you look at like... two
1: text messages, you're done.
0: Oh, and then he's like, "What's a battery?" I'm like, "Oh shit, here we go. What's a battery?" Oh, uh, the and, battery is the okay. case,
1: the special extra case that uh, Microsoft made me buy so that I can look at my phone. You see, I put it yeah. in here, and now I have a battery. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, so I had, a, yeah. So it's like, why, well, why? does the battery go down? Well, because I'm, I it's uh, because Pokemon
1: son, They're, they steal my yes. battery.
0: Yes, they they are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Wow. Well, wow, that that was a There is a rabbit trail folks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> VR versus AR. I think AR wins. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um anything uh, you want to do a tease? Uh, you're up first. Go ahead and tease us. Um, if you got something.
0: so well, I've got a lot of uh Star Wars Rebel Season 2 which I'm going to probably save a lot of that for when I finish the entire season. As far as movies go, um Man, there's a bunch playing at the theater that I'd like to see, but it's hard to get to the theater right now. But that uh, Don't Breathe movie, I have heard nothing but positive things about. I really would like to go see that in the theater, but timing is everything, and it's tough. So
1: Yeah, and hey, Fantasy Movie League, who uh, banked on that in two different leagues because of Feed Alvarez and then really hyping the, from the director of The Evil Dead, uh, that would be me. And yeah. that had a $30 million weekend for like a yep. eighth, ninth round pick on. That was a, that was a gem. Yes. Yep. And then on top of it, the trailers come out and look amazing. <laughs> look
0: really, yeah, That was really genuinely good. good. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Man. I'm, I'm interested to see where that director goes. Like, is he going to stick with horror is, or is he, cause he is making a name for himself now. I wonder if he's going to branch off and be the next James Wan to where it's like, okay, you're going to do a Star Trek movie or you're going to, you know. Yeah. Is is he being poised to do a Star Wars movie five years from now? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But
1: so far, wow. That yeah, man, does that no looks solid. Yeah. Uh tease for me. I I know my teases have been boring, but uh I don't know what I'm gonna watch. I mean honestly, I okay, I'll tease one thing. I don't know if it'll be up by the the next episode, but uh That Wicker Man remake with Nick Cage that everybody talks about being a glorious piece of shit is coming to Netflix, uh, along with a lot of other uh, genuinely good stuff in September. But that one I've been so curious about for so long, and I know it's supposed to be the grandest piece of shit of all time, but man, do we watch a lot of garbage? I have to see this movie because of the bees. I've I got to watch it at least it's, once. I feel a moral obligation,
0: <laughs> so bad, it's so bad I
1: know but, but but all the clips I've watched are so funny. I have to see this thing,
0: yeah, and yeah, who knows maybe I'll watch it again too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> <laughs> oh here's one here's here's one tease um I got the uh this This one we'll delve into next episode, but uh, I got the Blu-ray import of Hamburger Hill. You mentioned Hamburger Hill. I imported that movie. That's all I'm going to say, but I haven't seen it since probably the VHS days. I will review that next episode. I blind bought that one on DVD just because I'm
1: like, it's a a Vietnam War movie. I like Vietnam War movies, like uh, I'm in pain with, but that one... I watched it. Yeah. It took me like a week to get through that movie. I was like, I am done. I will keep it <laughs> in my collection. But other than that, that was the most brutal. Oh, it's not entertaining. It's so hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Well, review will come soon. <laughs> You're like, I'm queuing that bitch up. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Uh, anything else you want to add for tonight? That's it. All right, man. That's going to be it for this episode. I'm Eric Larner.
0: I'm Eugen Weaver. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening.